This is Damon Albarn, and you're listening to Alleluia Monkeys, the number one gorillas podcast in the world. Hello and welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys for, oh, I don't know, uh, Bosnian Statehood Day. My name is Dylan Flynn. My name is Trevor Ickrath. Dylan, how are you doing? Dude, I'm so good. I had the best Thanksgiving ever. I was stranded alone at home with the baby, and that's it. I had a lovely Thanksgiving dinner with friend of the program and my My Chemical Romance podcast co-host, Ben Pitt. Uh, shout out to Ben for inviting me over his parents' house. When are we going to get Ben on this show? When are we going to find an excuse to have Ben Pitt on this show? That's a real question. Next year, we're going to be reviewing an album he submitted for the Patreon Club, so that'll be fun. Okay, well, there is that. Yeah. So I, I wanted this just to be like a short, sweet episode, but there is something, I guess, technically in the Gorillas News Department that we should touch on to make sense of this interview. You want to do like the world's shortest Gorillas News segment? Sure. It's, it's very quick news now. So quick. So, uh, Casio watches, you know, that's basically gorillas are no longer a band. They're for watch salesmen, a marketing tool. And, uh, they just put up a, a kind of weird six minute long interview between, uh, 2d and noodle and, uh, Kiko eBay, the, the, the watch impresario or whatever you want to call him. And I guess it was notable because it was the first time in, I want to say since really the end of phase two, since we had like a very substantial voice acted noodle thing. Right. We did hear from noodle a little bit in phase four when she did those Jaguar commercials. Yeah. There was the Jaguar commercial, but you know, it's like one line. Yeah. I mean, this is like a sit down, she's talking. So it was a big, Mm -hmm. A big moment, and it's going to come into play in this interview, so I wanted to make sure that we that we said that was a thing. If you feel the need, you can pause this episode, go watch that video. Why not? There's nothing stopping you. Go for it. Sure. Now, this continues, Trevor, what is truly the golden age of this show. We're hot right now. We're on a roll. And there was kind of this feeling like, after last uh, last week's episode, which, by the way... Here's what happened after last week's episode, okay? Our, our fantastic coverage of Maryland. We we got it all recorded. Dylan cut it together, did an excellent job producing it. I listened to it. I said, Dylan, this was a great episode of a podcast, but it felt like there was something missing. Yeah, like, where were these... Where were these four lovable miscreants? Uh, there were former lovable miscreants, but where were these four lovable miscreants of the animated variety really felt like we were lacking the gorillas. Yeah, and we're a gorillas podcast after all, so we, we felt like we had to do something to kind of write the universe and even the balance. And Dylan, you, fantastic podcaster that you are, you were right on your toes and you knew exactly what to do. And what I did was reeled in an, an amazing interview with real-life noodle voice actress Haruka Kuroda, which we'll be getting to in just a moment. But And uh, what I did was decide sleep? to sit this one out because it was 4 a.m. <laughs> I was very tired, and I thought I would just, you know, let you have your moment in the sun because really lately you have done, you've gone above and beyond scoring one fantastic interview after the other for this podcast. Maybe our listeners don't know, but I, like, the extent 
to which I contribute to the show is, of course, you know, being my lovable self and uh, <laughs> contributing my thoughts. And uh, I, I, I would say I do about half the editing nowadays. Yeah. But Dylan, you are the one who handles all of the outreach and is constantly sending out the emails to people's publicists and finding contacts. I think you even recently shelled out for an IMDb Pro account to get somebody's agent's email, which is like, I wouldn't have thought to do something like that. I'm on that hustle now. I'm You've got the gorilla's hustle. The hustle with a Z <laughs> in there, awkwardly. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. It's been a lot of fun, and I, we've got so many cool things that, we, that we've that we got, you know, coming down the pipeline. But this So one many today... cool things, but, but for now, give, allow me the pleasure to introduce Dylan Flynn's interview with the original noodle herself, Haruka Kuroda. The time for the beatdown. Haruka Kuroda, thank you so much for being on Hallelujah Monkeys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) This is so, this is definitely a surreal one for me because, boy, it's just like, uh, it's been many, many years of hearing your voice in association with this project. (laughs) And uh, and now I'm talking to the real thing. Excuse you, a 13. Amazing. I can't I can't wait to to find out like I've had all these questions over the years that I've that I've <laughs> wondered about and now I can finally sort of pick your brain. I'm excited to it. I, I I'm curious. I mean, I know it's been a while now, but do you have any idea the very first job you did for Gorillas what you would have recorded? Yeah, it was was definitely getting ready to launch the Clint Eastwood uh, like the first Gorillaz album, right? And there was about four kind of sketches that they wrote um, to go with a picture. I think. Um, now, are you talking about the the Gorilla Bites, like Jump the Gut and uh, the Game of I Death think, and the yeah, animated? I think it was. Church? I think it really was that first one. Yeah. So cool. There's some yeah. classic classic noodle stuff in there. I had no idea those were that early in the process. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Noodle Noodle in Phase One uh, only spoke Japanese, and as as far as I, you know, aside from a few a few simple sentences and as far as i know uh cass brown gorilla's writer doesn't speak japanese were you ever responsible for for translating that dialogue or was that somebody else's job not always it was me (laughs) (laughs) that makes me wonder yeah they saved money (laughs) on that one i mean it wasn't obviously a massive you know um amount of text and also any kind of written words like for example you know there you know the, the second from the second album yeah yeah of course so they, they'll sort of send me an email to say these are the words can you translate and i will then translate in this email back so it would literally be what i've written <laughs> you know oh crazy trusting completely what i've written is actually right obviously it is but yeah <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. You could have snuck all kinds of secret messages in there yeah, if you exactly, were. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so then were you were you typically given the scripts ahead of time or were you ever having to do translations like on the spot in the studio? On the spot, yeah, on the spot in the studio most of the time. Wow. I wonder yeah. if that did that slow the process down quite a bit? Well, the thing is, it you know, what 
um, Noodle was saying is is very little and it's kind of the the burst of some words or whatever. So I was able to kind of just do it there and then, you know. Did you did you kind of choose your language differently because of the fact that at the time she was you know like a twelve year old girl? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and also the fact that you know he. She, she was from Osaka, an Osaka dialect has a sort of certain way of saying things, and um, so yeah, definitely I've kind of made made that arrangement myself. What is an Osaka like an Osaka accent? What what does that convey socially in Japan? Are you like rural or of high rank, or what's that like? It's um, urban, probably I should say. <laughs> okay, okay. Southern, southern, urban not rural or you know country country bumpkins <laughs> right if, if you have that saying in america um definitely so kind of a bit rough around the edges um never posh like an edgy city street kid kind yeah, of right kind of yeah that's it who would typically direct your performance during those sessions um so to begin with the, the first phase uh Cass wasn't a kind of write the main writer, right? And there was another guy called the name just escapes me. It will come back to me. So it's yeah, either the writer, and then of course for the second phase or the the end of the first phase and the second phase, it was Cass and Jamie. And Jamie Here. would also be yeah. involved in some way. Okay. Yeah. And then and then I know I know that you auditioned to get the role of yes. Noodle. As yeah. far as I know from watching that that documentary about the behind the scenes stuff, I think that right, yeah. the other three guys, Phil and Remy and Nelson, were probably just like friends who got handed their roles for being friends. Pretty I, much, that... yeah. I don't know about I mean Phil I would imagine he didn't have to audition because of you know who he was already right, at yeah. that point, and maybe they, they, yeah, they might have known each other. I'm not sure. He, they knew his voice, and they wanted him to do Murdoch. So, did you ever, did you ever feel like an outsider in that crew, or like that you weren't quite as bonded or anything? Oh yeah, totally, totally. They, they, you know, they're um, great, great guys, and we had a lot of laughs, <laughs> you know, during and, and outside. Pretty comfortable, pretty good family vibe. That's good to know. Yeah. Totally, yeah. What about the other voice actors? Did you have much interaction with them, or how much of the work would be done, you know, together versus solo sessions? Majority of times, it was together. Really? If there was a dialogue going on in between us, yeah, and which which is like compared to any other sort of voiceover, they obviously we obviously go in separately and do your own bits and even though if it's a dialogue you just have to act as if you're talking to somebody. But in all the interviews, like when we did the Radio Two interview with Joe Wiley, you know, we were there in the studio with the guys doing it at the same time. That's so interesting. Did you did you uh I know in phase one I feel like there was a lot of kind of pairing off between Noodle and Russell, yeah. did you find that you that you had a, a more natural kind of banter or chemistry with, with any one of the three in particular? Um, no, I, we just really got on all together, all three of, all four of us, you know, a bunch of friends just having a laugh, really. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. That's so crazy that you were actually often in the room together. I know that's not super common for, for voice acting. 
no exactly and the one time uh again it might have been but it was definitely for a radio or something and um i i was like full of cold and before you know i had a session booked and and i said to them look my voice is just so not there and you will you will hear it but it's like no 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 it's, it's you know booked with everybody else so you know just calm and you know I was just coughing between the <laughs> the takes and they were like oh my god you're just spreading the germs and so that I, kind I, of have, thing. I could not tell you for the life of me where but I swear I've heard the story and I feel like it was the beginning of phase two, like maybe the, the initial interview tapes for phase two or something. Yeah, yeah, it might have been it. Yeah, you can really hear me kind of really suffering. <laughs> That's a Noodle's a hard voice to do with the head cold, I would imagine. Yeah. A lot of, lot of high <laughs> notes to hit there. Yeah. A turn you could not have seen coming when you initially booked that gig was mm. that you toured with the band in 2001. I know. Yeah, it was. Crazy. I mean, the thing is, not even I didn't obviously foreseen what that what was coming, but none of them did. That was the whole thing. You know, it was it was only gonna be like a visual, uh, radio, maybe television. And then suddenly, you know, and then of course with you know, having people like Damon and Jamie behind the project, of course it was gonna be successful, but right. I Doubt. I doubt they were expecting the 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 size of the success that they got, and then basically they said, "Look, we have to do the live gig. That's the kind of demand." You had a hit record. You got to get out on the road. Yeah. And then how are they going to do it if there are supposed to be four cartoon characters on the stage? Well, I guess we get Haruka Kuroda to stand behind the screen. Well, no. The thing was, um, uh, what's her name? Who sang? Oh, uh, Miho. Miho Hattori, yeah. Yes. I think they they did approach her first because she sang it on the CD, obviously, the, on, on, the, on the record. Mm-hmm. And her based on the in the New York. And because it was only going to be the one-off gig at Scala, right. the very first one, and the only one, um, I, 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 I think what I kind of uh, understood was that she can't do it. Yeah, it was too much I, of again, a... I actually have to audition again. To, for this, the role again, right. Yeah, with Damon on the guitar, sort of just kind of a st- strumming couple of stuff. Prior to that, had you interacted much with Damon? No, no. Actually, it might have been the first time I've, I ever met him then. I met him then. Interesting. And I knew about blur and i sort of obviously have seen his face around <laughs> of course tabloids and newspapers but uh, i wasn't the massive fan of blur um really and um i was like oh 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 i see you are the oh, all right it was kind of so really like really that. you didn't you had not even put together exactly what no. the who was wow that's crazy no oh my goodness and then did you get a chance to kind of work on the songs before that audition or was he teaching you things in the room just as yeah just as in, in the room and he said i think my session was in the morning i don't know if they saw anyone else in the morning but he said i'm actually seeing another person in the afternoon but the fact that you can sing and you are already doing the you know noodle speaking voice so it kind of makes sense that you're gonna you 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 do this and i'm like yeah sure i'll see but then obviously i have to wait for them to kind of officially offer me to sing at the live concert yeah and then kind of obviously went from there (laughs) prior to that had you done professional singing 
yes. Well, I trained in a musical theater. <laughs> oh, great. You also probably learned movement, which would have been very useful for performing yeah. behind those screens. Yeah, which, which again, that was a strange experience as an actress. Well, it's always sounded like it would be kind of a, cha a big challenge to me to yeah. not see the crowd, to have to try to keep this energetic performance up, you know. Yeah, that's it. Did it get easier as it went along or were you ever just like, I wish we didn't have these fucking screens? <laughs> um, my my thing was, oh my God, this is really weird. You had the big helmet on, of course. I want, I want, to, see the, I want to see the audience. Um, but I kind of got used to it and I had a, I sort of enjoyed it towards the end. It's kind of diff, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of different way of performing in a way and making things bigger because you have to kind of play with your shadows. And, um, whereas I think Damon was the one, obviously, you know, he's a, he's a front man. He's that he's, he wants to, um, communicate and, um, reach out to the, to the audience. And I think he probably got eventually frustrated by the whole thing and then that's why of course you know they took the screen off for the second one and onwards and yet it still took him three whole albums to just legitimately come out to the front of the stage and perform a show as the yeah. lead singer of the band but you know those those phase one gigs are very special you know the, yeah. they're they're the the version of the band that kind of treated the artifice, the concept, the most seriously. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of affection for that. And yeah. and you played you played nearly, I think, like 30 shows with the band in, in Europe and North America. And Yeah, I mean, the, the states, the North America and the Canada and the Mexico tour um, was crazy. And then they always have a special place in my heart. Of course, of um, course. And of course, you know, as you say the whole concept was so well received and understood by the American audience more so than anywhere else in the world. I think, I think that was from the get go. That was the case. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, therefore the, you know, all the gigs in the States was absolutely amazing. You know, um, although we, couldn't see the audience that electricity was there you could feel the the energy even behind those screens you could feel yeah. it yeah totally yeah did you adapt pretty well to to life on the road as a touring musician did you get particularly <laughs> close to any of your gorillas family members while you were on that tour like the the europe tour uh i would say europe but we did paris and then drove in a tour bus all the way to Dublin, I think. Um, that was interesting because it was just myself, female, amongst, I don't know, nine men on the bus. You were the, you were the, only, the only female on that bus. Yeah, because the, the management team there had you know, some uh, female, but I don't think they were on the bus touring, like going from one to the one venue to the other so as you can imagine the bathroom station at the end of nine hour oh yeah the, you know the tour bus i wasn't impressed no that's rough <laughs> that is rough i hope at least those boys treated <laughs> carried themselves with dignity and treated you with respect that's all i can yeah but I'm, I'm like they kept saying like especially jamie kept saying i'm one of the boys you know i'm i'm not precious i'm not like i just kind of get on with it so i really had a great time and yeah i mean 
yeah, I got on really well with Jamie and yeah, everybody actually. Yeah, everybody looked after me as well as kind of, you know, left me to it in a way. <laughs> That's really sweet. That's really special. What a, what a crazy experience. And then, of course, in phase two, you know, Noodle goes through a pretty major shift in her character. She right. becomes an English speaker and she also matures in her personality. And mm. I'm curious, which which version of the character did you prefer playing personally? Probably the first, because the whole, the crazy concept that, you know, she didn't speak a word of English. So, although I did translate all the texts they've given me correctly, I was literally kind of shouting out stuff in between <laughs> um, other people's dialogues. And they kind of didn't mind that. They sort of like let me do it. And they trusted me that I was saying the right thing. But at the same time, they didn't probably mind if I was saying completely random things and that was kind of the fun thing and a bit different to any other job phase one noodle was a true cartoon character you know she yeah, was yeah. quite madcap and and bouncing off the walls i mean yeah i could see how much fun that would have been for sure yeah yeah it was this is something i noticed when we were doing our we did a whole season haruka where we we kind of looked at all of the kind of in-universe supplemental material, the interview stuff, the DVD stuff. Mm. And something I, I noticed was how Noodle's accent and her grasp on English seemed to kind of shift and change around from from interview to segment in that second phase. So there, there's the interview CD, We Are the Dury, where Noodle is kind of presented as, you know, pretty near fluent. Her accent is toned down yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And then late, later in the phase, like, for example, on, like, the MTV Video Awards acceptance yeah, yeah, speech, yeah. <laughs> she, she's struggling again with, with the language. Her accent's much heavier. Were you coached from kind of session to session differently to kind of change up the that the intensity of the accent and the level of fluency? No, I was never coached because uh, I can do – I can, like, level down and up the, the accent you know um japanese accent and i think for that cd interviews that we did because it was the content was quite heavy um we we just need, need needed to be you know, clearer than outburst of a line or two right you know I mean? if the text if the text needed a more level approach then you'd change yeah. it up for the text yeah yeah that makes sense. It it reminded uh, my co-host Trevor Ickrath of of code switching. Are you familiar with the concept of code switching? It's sort of like oh. a, a thing that that like first ge generation immigrants will often do, where they sort of try to talk in a, in a more right. integrated way in yes, some yes, situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Come on. I'm, what do I? What am I telling yeah. you about? Yes, it? I do. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I asked this question to Miho Hatori. We mentioned her mm -hmm. earlier, who sang Noodles parts on that first album. So I think it's probably mm -hmm. only fair that I also ask you. Mm. Obviously, the, it's been a pretty crazy uh shift in our culture lately especially since 2016 and you know 2001 was a long long time ago and yes there there have been people within the fandom who have kind of brought up that that maybe under today's standards having a japanese character whose name is noodle might be if maybe not offensive but maybe a little mm -hmm. bit outmoded culturally i'm i'm curious yeah. about your feelings about that noodle character today do you see her in any way as being problematic or, or playing into any negative stereotypes never even occurred to me but it's very interesting um 
I suppose, but yet, I don't know. I mean, for me, noodle is noodle, and there's, it's. I didn't think it then. I mean, I could have thought it then, I suppose. Sure. Uh, you know, that's a bit like, <laughs> um, not it's a charm. I, I kind of found it charming, and yeah, I never thought it like that. Well, it certainly never occurred to me, yeah. who obviously from my position is just a, a white Man, a lot of things don't occur to me that that might yeah. eventually be seen as as troubling. But I suppose you can get away with it because it's cartoon a little bit. I think it is a little different. That's true. Somebody, somebody, I can't even remember who, or I would credit them with it. But somebody posed it to me once that, like, well, how would you feel if the band had like you know a Mexican member in it whose name was Burrito? And I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, right. I'd probably <laughs> think it was kind of weird. Maybe got you it. Know? Yeah, got it. But, but um, I see what you mean, though. There's just such a kind of sweetness to the way that the character mm-hmm. is treated, and and the character never feels like the character is being made fun of. At least not to me. It certainly doesn't. No, no, no. I never and, and I I never played it like that as well. Right. I mean, 2D gets made fun of a lot. Yes, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But Doodle, not, not really. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a tricky thing. But obviously, you know, the character's been deepened and changed and is a well-rounded and, and yeah. has agency and everything. I don't know. It's just a, it's just one of those things that, like, so many, so many different kind of rules and ideas are cropping up and everything's kind of yeah. being looked at differently now. I mean, you know, I'm, um, as an actor working in the UK, as an, as an East Asian or Asian in America actress working in the UK, we are absolutely in the midst of, you know, the diversity and integrated casting conversation. Does that, what does that actually translate for you as far as booking jobs? Is there more work out there than there used to be? I wish there were, but not quite. No. A big theatres such as uh, the National or the RSC in the UK, you know, when they put a play which cast all of East Asian talking about, I don't know, Japanese history or um, Chinese history, yes, sure, cast all East Asians, but I don't see that as them being diverse in their casting no you know when they cast more than one east asian uh, or asian um actors in the production of hamlet let's say then they're starting to be diverse but at the moment either they cast the entirely asian cast to talk about the Asian history or, you know, the culture. Or one. Or cause to cast one just to tick boxes because we can't really have more than one faces in the production. That's something that's been been, been pointed out on American television many times. Like there's right. two kinds of there's there's shows where all of the characters are black. Yes. There's shows where one of the character is black, and there are no shows with two black characters. It's just it's right. it's such an interesting and you know troubling ceiling on yeah. on diversity and casting. You know, lucky for that actor or actress to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then what? You know. So I suppose for for a two thousand and one project spearheaded by two white guys, the fact that there were two people of color characters of color in gorillas is is notable at right. least. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. I was kind of under the impression that your work with gorillas had had slowed down or, or really come to a, a stop at the end of the Demon Days period. But you and I were, were emailing back and forth. You mentioned that you also played her in the, in the Plastic Beach era. I, I'm I'm too busy chasing a baby around to do a lot of archival <laughs> digging. You. No, so, I, you know what? My bad. You're right. I think I was. I did a lot of work still in Demon Days. Of course. She wrote the album, so there was a lot of work to be done. Yes, and then she disappeared. Right. At the end of Demon Days, right? Right, correct. And then that that's why that was it. You were right. I They just... They didn't call me. <laughs> well, and that. what's what's frustrating about that, Haruka, is I don't know if you're aware of this, but the but the next album was planned to be a two album cycle with a whole overarching plot that would go from album to album. Right. And Noodle was meant to be turning up at the end of the first one, yes. but I guess yeah, yes. everybody ran out of money and it all fell yeah. through and this and yeah, that. Yeah. So it's just it's frustrating to think what might have been there. Yeah, because at that time I think I was still um you know occasionally in touch with Jamie and maybe Damon. So I remember them saying, yes, but they, you know, we've definitely got a plan for noodles coming back and everything. So, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, we'll just, you know, wait for your call, that kind of thing. <laughs> there was a robot <laughs> version of noodle. They should have gotten you in there to do some robot noodle. That would have yeah, been so much right. fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Why didn't she talk? She was just a mute robot. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. So this is the this is something I've been kind of dreading to even bring up because it's 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 something that's actually genuinely caused me some grief. I can't imagine how you feel about it, but yeah. but the, recently the noodle character like kind of fully cropped back up with her first kind of major speaking appearance in many many years for this right. interview for the Casio watch promotion. Yes. And I heard, I heard through the grapevine that you were not asked back for the role. Just, what, hap- <laughs> no. what, what happened? What happened? Well, so I did um, in 2016. Yes. Oh, did you do the Ferrari commercial or the Jaguar commercial? Yes, I did. The Jaguar. That was you. Oh, wow. It was me. So they called me back um, to do uh, the, the tiny bit of speaking. and Yeah, it was like just a few words. Yeah, the first time I got in touch with the team, or it was uh, the management team and Jamie on Skype from Paris, because that's where he lives, I think now. And they said, yeah, they said, well, we are relaunching next year, so we'll give you a call. So that was great. Thank you very much. See you soon. Um, And at that time, I was uh, about seven months pregnant at that point or something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, six months, seven months pregnant. Yeah. So then that was that. And obviously, after my daughter was born in November, as you can imagine, I didn't really think about anything else other than no. <laughs> hey, why isn't Jamie Hewlett calling me about gorillas? No, it would yeah. be the last thing you would think of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when the kind of the the newborn mum fog disappeared from my head, and I thought, oh, and I you know started to see things on Instagram, Instagrams, and and I I was like, oh, so they're back, and uh, oh maybe you know they'll probably be calling me soon, and then nothing, and I was like. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'll just wait, maybe. And then <laughs> I had uh, a casting call through my agent to say that um, there is this new project 
and we can't say too much about it. But you have to come in dressed like like as like Noodle from Gorillas. Okay. <laughs> attachment, you know, attachment was Noodle. So then I kind of called my agent and said, "You um, got sent in for a casting call for Noodle." Yeah. So I was like, I, I called my agent to say, "Um, you do know that obviously I was Noodle." And if they are trying to recast and replace me, maybe I shouldn't go in. <laughs> oh my god! They were like, "Oh, uh, right, okay, I'll, I'll call them straight away." So they called the casting director, and then they called straight back and said, "Yeah, no, 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 you don't have to go in. It will be a, a clash of interest." Oh no! Oh. Excellent. <laughs> so then, but obviously, uh, the, the Japanese, because the, the person needed to be Japanese, actress needed to be Japanese, and the, the circuit in in the UK is very small. Sure. So I've had I've had few friends who sort of messaged me to say, um, I've just been to you know this casting, and obviously we know that you were noodles. What's going on, kind of thing. So I'm like, well. You know as much as me. I have no idea. What were you thinking? Were you thinking like, did I did I piss them off? Or did they forget about me? What were you? What yeah, were you? all sorts of things, really. And and then the actress who actually got the job, who I, I know her, and um, another Haruka actually, Haruka Abe. And I actually listened to the Casio's interview the other day, and you know she's, she's done a great job, and and she sort of messaged me actually direct bless her to say i'm so sorry i got this i know i i got offered and but you know obviously it's a job so i'm gonna do it it's like well you know, you know you don't have to be sorry um of course you would um but i you know i just said to a, a couple of people like i wish they told me like it's 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 what it is sure if they thought that when i did the jaguar commercial they thought that maybe things have changed, my voice might have changed, therefore I'm not fitting what now Jamie thinks Noodle's voice must be. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Taken it, like, because I thought they're my mates, really, so I would have gone, oh, well. Yeah, none okay, of that sure. sits well <laughs> with me at all. I'm Like, none of that feels okay to me. Like, the, yeah. the, the lack of communication is, is, a, is a rough part of it. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and but you haven't had any official word from the project about why you just nope. you're only left to try to guess and, and suspect and, and... I guess yeah I'm too old. <laughs> no, no. Oh, right, whatever. <laughs> but you know what age ugh, age is so weird with this too because I've been thinking about this recently like that you know the two your your front men your murdoch and your 2d are mm. like these in some ways these avatar stand-ins for for jamie and damon who continue to age like normal human beings but right. their weird cartoon versions are are sort of frozen frozen in 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 a youthful place but then noodle ages in real time noodle becomes yeah, older yeah, yeah definitely uh, yeah so it was a bit like meh but a phone a phone call would have been nice at least. Yeah, it's life, and I I just kind of you know wish them best and 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 your you know what your your friend uh, your Haruka your colleague Haruka she did she she did fine. There was no issues there. Did you 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 watch the clip? Did you also think that it was produced kind of strangely? It sounded so kind of echoey, and the miking I thought was very weird. I, I don't. Is Nelson doing two D? 
No, they no, cut. No, wasn't they, Martha, was it? Yeah. They axed Nelson at the beginning of the last phase. So you mentioned that you that you were seeing things on Instagram and you hadn't heard back. That whole mm. phase around humans was very strange. Like Murdoch and mm. and Two D spoke on a number of things early on, and then it was just really radio silence on that that part of the band. I think maybe mm-hmm. Remy had done like a couple of little one-off things with Russell. Yeah. But but yeah, they recast this new guy whose name I can never remember. It's it's I think it's I can't remember. It's something I don't remember. He's he's yeah. a, he got kind of like more of a resume than Nelson did. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I don't I still have no idea why Nelson wasn't asked back either. So that's that remains no. another a mystery <laughs> inside the lockbox. Yeah. Well, yeah. does the way that the things have ended between you and the project does that does that kind of change or taint how you feel about your time working with gorillas? Not how I feel about the time that I was part of the group, um, because I will, you know, cherish that for you know the, the rest of my life. It was very special, mad time. <laughs> um, and in a way, maybe that that's it. I'll just keep it at that rather than, you know, moving on and trying to kind of play the older noodle. It's a frustrating ending, Haruka, because... A little bit. <laughs> because this is this Casio thing is a total one-off at the end of all the album cycle stuff is over. If Noodle if Noodle talks again, I guarantee you it's not going to be for years. Mm, yeah. Until, you know, another album is in the works or whatever. Yeah. And then even then, as we've seen from the past, it's still no guarantee. It just feels well, like it's just like this one last little thing. They couldn't just keep the original. I know. Um, <sighs> it is frustrating and a little bit sad, but yeah. hey, it's life. It happens. Well, let me tell you, to, to those of us who have cared about this project for, I mean, for me, it's coming up on, it'll be 18, 18 years. years. Yeah. It just... You're always going to be noodle to us, you know, oh, you. <laughs> forever. And I know it would just mean so much to me and to the show if if you could mm. if you could do the noodle voice just like one last time and give us like a little ident. Would that be terrible to ask of you? Sure. Do you want me to do it in English or Japanese? Oh, that's a great question. Can I get can I can I get an English? Or maybe both, uh, like mix mixture. It'd be great to have a little of both. Yeah. Can you do like uh, something like this is Noodle from Gorillas, and you're listening to Hallelujah Monkeys, or you know, you're the yeah. you're the expert. You do what you you do your thing. Got it. Great. Oh, I'm so excited. It's gonna be quite loud, so I'll just put the um the microphone a little bit further from my mouth. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you gotta shout it to do it right. Konnichiwa, Gorillas no Noodle des. You are listening to Hallelujah Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> that is legitimately one of the best things that has ever happened to me in my life, Haruka. <laughs> you are such a gem. Oh my gosh. Bless you. <laughs> is there is there anything that you'd like to to tell the listeners about that you have going on, anywhere they can go to to find you or anything that they should come out and see that you're working on? Uh, you can follow me on the Instagram, mostly <laughs> the picture of my daughter. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Everybody should follow you on Instagram. Your daughter is so cute. Yeah, so um, at Kuroda Haruka, that's my Instagram ID. I'm, I'm a working actor, um, 
plowing on every day. Yeah, you may find me in a few bits and bobs. I'm still doing quite a lot of voiceover work. Yeah, too old is such bullshit. You just nailed that noodle performance. <laughs> you were, you. It's like it went back to 2001 through a time <laughs> tunnel. That was amazing. Yeah. Oh, bless you. <laughs> everybody hire Haruka Kuroda. Anybody yes, who needs everybody a voice Everybody hire me. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Haruka. What a, what a joy. Bless you, Dylan. Come back anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. What a what a generous and talented and genuine person that was. I cannot describe the smile on my face when she burst out the noodle voice and used it to promo our podcast. Oh my gosh. That was that was almost as surreal as hearing Damon himself say it. Oh, for sure. And also what a moment of vindication. Because as she was telling the, Absolutely. the harrowing tale of being you know, separated from the character that really she brought to life. It, For no discernible reason. Yeah, but, you know, I'm sitting there talking to her thinking, well, you know, 2001 was was almost 20 years ago and people's voices change and I, it's sad, but maybe it just wasn't going to... And then she busted out and you're like, she's... It's still Noodle. She's still she, it's Noodle. It's still there. She The, <laughs> the Noodle jumped out. It was a, a, a truly surreal experience and... Uh, Honestly, I'll say this: game recognized game. If Haruka Kuroda starts a podcast, I think she'd be she'd be an excellent, excellent uh, podcaster. I gotta say one other thing that I just wanted to touch on in that from that interview that I think got a little lost is that those auditions uh, for Noodle they were requesting people to come in dressed as the character. Did I hear that right? Yeah. What's that all about? Why would they? Because like. It, Ostensibly, are th were those interviews just for this Casio Kikuo eBay <laughs> interview? What? Can you just imagine though, like a parade of noodle cosplayers going into those offices? Super weird. Super That'd be pretty weird. fun. I, I guess this kind of falls on Jamie, but in my opinion, like bad move, bad move. Yeah. Hey, you can't you can't get to a million followers on Facebook without making a few enemies. That's true. Here's something we've never done, Trevor, and something we didn't pre-discuss. You and me have, like, a kind of a crazy, massive secret in the chamber right now. Sure. It's already recorded. So do you want to just crank the hype meter up to 1,000 and blow a couple of fucking minds today and tell the people what's coming down the pipeline? Are you referring to our interview with uh, Gorilla's writer and prodigal son, Cass Brown? Our over one hour long talk with Cass Brown in which... In which Things are discovered, things are revealed that I would guess nobody on planet Earth knew other than Cass Brown, Jamie Hewlett, and David Albarn about gorillas. We sat down with our golden boy a couple nights ago, and he gave us the scoop. He spilled the tea. We talked about the Gorillas movie. We talked about uh, where Phase 3 was going. Incredible stuff. It's coming. You guys are going to flip your shit, and I can't wait for you to hear it. And I can't wait for them to go to www.hallelujahmonkeys.com, where they can find links to our Discord or places to review the podcast or interact with us on social media or donate to our Patreon. Uh, and I also can't wait for them to to smash that motherfucking follow button and follow my 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 good friend, my colleague, my all 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 but family member Trevor Ickrath on Twitter at 
Trevor Icarus with all the vowels taken out. T R V R K R T H. And I, I can't wait for I can't wait for all our listeners to look up my good friend and co-host and fellow conservative Dylan Flynn on Twitter <laughs> at Dylan Flynn, D I L L O N Flynn. Boy, it's a it's an exciting time for the show, Trevor. And there's even more happening after cast. Like, I, there's even more shit that we can't tell you about that we're excited about after cast. Like, what? But, but while we're all talking about the near future, we should say again, the Patreon stuff is coming. We're going to talk about Kid Cudi. We're going to talk about all those albums remaining that you guys wanted us to talk about. Don't worry, we're not stealing your money. You're going to get your stuff. You're going to get your shit. And also if you're if you're if you're feeling like, well, I'm just waiting for my Don't worry if you got to, you know, jump off the Patreon for a while. We're not going to cancel your episode or anything. Oh, we'll make whoa, sure you get whoa. it. Oh, hey, don't 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 say that. We should be encouraging them to, you know, sign more people up for the Patreon. That's a good point. Yeah. Tell a friend about Howly Monkeys. Yeah, and we'll upgrade your membership to a, I don't know, Patreonkeys Club, uh, what's another club phrase? Club Soda. Patreonkeys Club Soda. There you go. You did it. You did it. (laughs) And I believe we've done it once again, so I will say for now, I've been Trevor Ickraff. I've been Dylan Flynn. Until next time, don't get lost in heaven. Demo! You are listening to Hallelujah Monkey!